Katie Tang with Ag Country Farm Credit Service. Just giving a recap on the April 9th WASD numbers. This is the first report we've seen that has the official impact of the coronavirus effect on the U.S. economy. Obviously, we did have some of that in February, but the bulk of it was in March when so many states issued their stay-at-home orders. Because of those orders and a variety of other factors, we've seen a big reshuffling of demand in a lot of markets, and grain is not exempt from that. But remember, we still have four months of the marketing year to get through on the 2019 crop. Wheat has about six weeks to get through until we roll over to the 2020 marketing year. That crop year ends on May 31st. So just keep that in mind when we go through these numbers. We'll probably start with corn because, as expected, that has had the biggest impact from coronavirus, largely because ethanol is such a big part of that balance sheet. Take a quick look at the supply side. USDA didn't change anything in this report. They did say they are currently in the month of April resurveying all the late states, uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, but they are not going to resurvey North Dakota at this time. They still feel that there's too much corn left to resurvey. Personally, they probably could go ahead, but for now they're going to wait until at least May for that resurvey there. I don't think you're going to get a big change in numbers from those states alone. It's just not enough of the production to really alter the balance sheet at this point, at least in a, in a way that's meaningful to the market. But looking at the demand side, because that's where we get the biggest impact, there's a big reshuffle on how these bushels fall into place. So the easiest way to start explaining this, I think, is to say that USDA is reducing the demand for corn to supply ethanol production by 375 million bushels. And that's a big cut. After that, they're going to take and they're going to add back 20 million bushels of corn usage for food and industrial. Specifically, that's going to be hand sanitizer. And they um, emphasize alcohol for drinking purposes. Further, the loss of DDG production is going to reshuffle a lot of rations. So they're going to push additional corn out into the feed usage category. There's also a bump because disappearance in the second quarter of the marketing year was better than expected. So they're going to add 150 million bushels there. The good news is exports were not reduced. Sales and shipments in the past month have actually picked up. We're starting to see that export sales trend finally start to bend higher. And we might be able to avoid further cuts there, especially if South America doesn't get some additional moisture. Regardless, the net loss of demand is going to stand at 205 million bushels once you get through all the reshuffling. And that's going to leave a new carryout projection of 2.09 billion bushels. Stocks use-wise, that's pretty comparable to what we saw in the 2018 crop. Accordingly, USD is also going to drop the projected price for 2019 to $3.60. That's a 20 cent drop from the month before. If realized, the PLC payment would also be 10 cents a bushel, although again, that is not final. We still have four months of projections to get through. USDA will issue their first look at the 2020 crop next month. So we don't have any numbers for that right now. Now globally, USDA took world production 1 million metric ton higher. That's about 39 million bushels. They went through the same reshuffle of demand. The net result is an increase of 5.8 million metric tons on the global balance sheet. That's 228 million bushels. That number is still pretty flexible though because Brazil produces about three quarters of their corn right now. 
on their second crop safrina and that won't be harvested till june so that is in the ground it is not nearly ready for harvest we're kind of just going through their pollination stage right now and they do have some dry conditions that bear watching but other than that i think this gives us a good hint at what usda is looking at these numbers are going to change down the road there's a lot going on especially when you look at the energy markets and that's one note I wanted to add here just to give some context to the corn numbers. OPEC Plus met on Thursday. They agreed, in theory, to a production cut of up to 20 million barrels per day. And that's from Saudi Arabia and Russia. They also said they're going to seek an additional 5 million barrel per day reduction from G20 countries, which is largely the U.S., although it would also fall a little bit in Mexico. Three points to add there. OPEC agreements are only as good as a follow-through. There is not an enforcement mechanism. So the market's going to take a wait-and-see approach until we know what's going on. Even the next day after this meeting, as I'm recording this, there's some talk on whether or not that will even hold up. And that goes to the second point. Prices initially, when this agreement was announced, rallied, but there was a pretty ugly reversal not that long afterwards. That's not encouraging. It does indicate that there's a lot of doubt on how well that holds up long term. And then the last point is 20 million barrel per day cut is good. It, it is sizable. However, the Energy Information Administration, which is out of the U.S., is currently projecting a loss in demand of about 12.2 million barrels per day through the remainder of the year. So that cut isn't as influential as the headline reads. The biggest problem that I think most oil producers are more afraid of is that at the pace we're going today, we're going to be out of storage sometime in May. This will push that back. So it does give some more time for stay-at-home orders to end, for people to start going back to work, to start traveling again. This is a very fluid situation, just like it is with the virus. So we're going to have to continue to look at the oil markets and how they're going. Right now, gasoline demand is 9.5% below the five-year average. The flip side is that distillate, which is basically diesel, is 11, uh, almost 12% over the five-year average. So we have a big crack spread in crude oil that's leading to a lot of confusion because there's probably still enough there that they're going to want to refine for diesel. At some point, though, the fact that gasoline demand hasn't returned is going to pull that back. So there's definitely a lot of oddities right now, and nobody's really dealt with them before, at least to this extent. So a lot of uncertainty, and that's going to result in a lot of volatility, not just in the energy markets, but in grain as well. In soybeans, again, there was some shifting of numbers. The net effect was a lot less than what we've seen in corn. Further, we're in a lot better position than we were at this time last year. So the DDG issue is causing... Again, some shifting of resources. That includes the replacement of some DDGs with soybean meal. That caused USDA to raise crush estimates by 25 million bushels, although the crush spread trade this week has caused some questions on that. Probably not long enough to raise outright doubts, but it is going to be watched very carefully. That extra crush demand came out of the seed and residual estimate for the most part, so net effect was pretty small. The bigger issue is the fact that USDA has reduced export demand by 50 million bushels. So far, the phase one deal hasn't really panned out. Given the collapse of Brazilian real, the Argentine peso, which are very, very weak compared to what's been a, an extremely strong dollar, and we have some normal seasonal tendencies, they were just getting through harvest. We don't really 
think that that demand is probably going to show up until the second half of the 2020 calendar year. Now, remember, the phase one deal is a net number for a calendar year. We may not get demand on our soybean balance sheets until we switch to the new crop year, which starts September 1st. So there's a little bit of a balancing act there. I do not think we're going to see a lot of demand in the next few months show up. That doesn't mean we don't get a lot of demand on the backside. Regardless, the new carryout is 480 million bushels. The USDA has reduced the projected price just a little bit, five cents to $8.65 a bushel. The reference price that is used to generate a PLC payment in soybeans is $8.40. Most producers have enrolled in Art County, so it's going to be very dependent on what sort of yields come out. Those won't be released until September now under the new farm bill. Globally, Brazilian production expected to be a record 124.5 million metric ton. That's we have record planted area times the record yield. USDA secretary report, which is kind of an addendum to the WASD numbers, added that with prices at current levels in terms of the real, they do expect that additional land will be broken out for the 2021 crop. That could obviously change. They're not going to plant for another six months. I do think it's interesting USDA would point that out now. They typically don't do that so early. Total global supply is expected to be reduced by 4.7 million metric ton. Demand expected to be reduced by 2 million metric ton. We did actually get a net reduction in that global balance sheet despite everything that's going on, which is really great news. I I don't know that it's enough to push a full-out rally right now, especially in light of weaker corn prices, but it is something down the road that could prop us up. As for wheat, USDA lowered export demand by 15 million bushels, feed demand by 15 million bushels. That's pretty much due entirely to the fact that corn prices are lower. Wheat isn't as competitive into rations. When we look at the export market, because the dollar has been so strong, it's been tough to compete. I do think it's worth mentioning, though, that those export reductions were only in hard red winter and the soft red winter classes. The hard red spring balance sheet that that affects our immediate trade area was steady compared to last month. They didn't make any changes. Projected carryout for wheat is now 970 million bushels, which is still a better stocks to use ratio than we saw last year. Market price is actually raised by five cents to four dollars and sixty cents to reflect those better futures prices that we've seen over the last month because actually wheat futures are higher on the month of of March as compared to corn and soybeans, which have seen quite a bit of damage. Additionally, basis levels have been stronger throughout the US. We don't have a lot of time because that marketing year ends. May 31st, if the 460 price is realized for PLC enrollment, that would indicate a 90 cent per bushel payment. Globally, they didn't make any change in production estimates. There is a reduction in global feed usage of 3.7 million metric ton, a reduction in total demand overall at 5.1 million metric ton. So we do have more wheat available globally. How that moves around has a lot to do with currencies and export restrictions. We've already seen some go on and some come off. There's a lot of uncertainty. I'm just going to leave it at exports for the hard red spring crop. Should hold up fine over the next few months with little issue. Hard red spring largely going into breads and and flour and things like that. And those are the sort of products that are going to be used regardless of what's going on in the world in terms of the coronavirus. So that's kind of a look at what is going on right now. Again, this situation is very fluid. It's going to be changing a lot. If anyone has any questions please give myself or Rob Froning a call. You can also get a hold of your insurance specialist or your loan officer, 
and they will certainly put you in touch with us. I, I think we just need to reemphasize that regardless of what's going on, we need to continue to make plans and we need to continue to manage our businesses. And that means paying attention to what's going on. It means getting some of those targets out there and reevaluating probably every month or three weeks at this point on whether or not those targets are likely to get hit or if they need any adjustment. So again, thank you uh, for visiting eggcountry.com. We hope you come back and we will have several updates over the next few weeks as we continue to move through these unprecedented times. 